0: everyone welcome to the first edition of a new special here on it's not that bad. We're calling this Keep Watch And here to join me for the debut episode, my lovely wife, Carrie, as always. Carrie, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I am super excited about this one. Let me tell you.
0: Okay. So those of you who are new to the channel, uh, A, welcome. Thank you for listening. This is a new series that we are putting onto the It's Not That Bad channel. But there's a bit of a catch here. If you're listening to this episode, then you are listening to this one absolutely for free and we thank you for listening to the episodes future episodes of keep watch pass are going to be available on a subscriber basis so if you listen to us on spotify please by all means subscribe to the show we're not charging much at all but every little dollar does help us produce all of these shows that we'd love for you to hear we are not pudding it's not that bad behind a subscriber wall you are going to get all of those shows for free as always as usual greeting on a curve specials those are going to be for free but keep watch past this is going to be subscriber only so if you love the format of the show this is how you're going to be able to listen to it but the first taste is free
1: this is the cherry on the icing on the cake,
0: yeah. This is when you walk into the liquor store and they're like, "Would you like to try this?" And then you say, mm, "That's really good." And they're like, "Yes, well, here's a case that you would like to buy." And we're like, "Yes, I would like to buy that case."
1: <laughs> yes, we have several. Yeah. Cases of
0: we we drinks are drinks
1: that tasted good for a one-off. But.
0: We we are the sample tray at the Costco at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain the format of this show. Each episode of Keep Watch Pass will feature a singular topic. Now, that topic can be anything of a specific actor, a specific director, a specific topic. So we could sit there and say uh, movies starring so, so-and-so, movies from this franchise, movies of this genre, movies from this year or from this decade. We're going to keep the, the categories on a frequently changing basis. So you're going to get frequent content of different categories with Keep Watch Pass. But how do we play the game? How is the sugar to go? Within the subject matter of the episode, we are going to pick three movies that fit into the category one that we would keep one that we would watch and one that we would pass so the keep category would be ones that we hold up in high regard you know the the movies that not only do you have to have the vh vhs copy the dvd copy the blu-ray copy and the criterion collection version of it and every single steel book that comes out afterwards because it's that good of a movie The Watch movie is one where it's like, yeah, I'd absolutely watch that. Not a problem. If it's on TV, I'm not changing the channel. It's all good. The Pass, well, it kind of speaks for itself. One that, even if we watch it, we're like, man, I really wish I hadn't watched it. There's two hours of my life I wish I had back. And seeing how you're listening to this episode on the It's Not That Bad channel, I'm sure there's a bunch of movies that we have gone down that road already. So there you go. One subject, three movies, one to keep, when we would watch, and when we would pass. Now, that being said, we don't need to talk about every single movie in the category because in some cases, that's going to be a lot of movies. So we are each of us are bringing our own three movies to the table. We have not discussed which movies that we are bringing to the table. We have not discussed how we are classifying the movies that we do bring to the table here. So this is going to be completely off the cuff. And we're going to start this very first Keep watch pass with movies starring Tom Hanks, the man who can do really absolutely no wrong. And we're going to start with the movie that we would keep. Okay. So, Carrie, what is your keeper for Tom Hanks?
1: You had to, you had to pass the mic over to me right away, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. I,
1: I get to start this. Um, because it this this is a very challenging question for me. I actually have two keepers that that stand out mm-hmm. um, when we're talking about Mr. Hanks and both for very different reasons. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to go with the the OG, like the movie that I watched, I don't know how many times growing up, the VHS tape was worn thin in how many times I was kind and rewound. Uh, the money pit.
0: Oh, nice choice. The
1: money pit. Um, And and again, this is such a difficult question. And I was actually quite nervous when you pitched Tom Hanks because you were trying to put rules on this. <laughs> and I thought that the rules would have really um, Hindered pigeonholed yeah. my decision. So uh, I am glad that you threw away the the barriers, Mm -hmm. um, and that we were able to look at the span of Mr. Hanks' career. But again, I grew up watching The Money Pit, Tom Hanks, Shelley Long. Oh, I'm trying to think of the composer's name, uh, The Boyfriend. (laughs) Um, Franz, I think it was. I don't know. But oh my God, Um, this movie had me... Frightened and scared to become an adult and become a homeowner. Um, (laughs) Because I was like, is this really how it is? Do you really fall through the top floor of your house and lose the stairs? And, uh, and oh my God. I mean, he was, this to me was Tom Hanks in his absolute best. And, and it was when he was really
0: just starting his
1: career. It was one of his first movies, but he was just so damn funny.
0: Well, I mean, the funny thing is when you think about it, I mean, yes, Tom Hanks, of course, now is an absolute megastar. There, there, there's zero question about that. Like Oscar winner, like director, producer, like like Tom Hanks really can do no wrong. Even in movies that are not as good, Tom Hanks seems to always be, you know, the shining light in those moments here. I think one of the, the unheralded things about the money pit, and yes, you're right, you know, if you're in the process of, there, there's, there, I think there's a theme with Tom Hanks movies. If you're in the process of about to do anything, don't watch a Tom Hanks movie because it's seemingly every Tom Hanks movie, something goes wrong, like way wrong. And with The Money Pit, if you're buying a house, this is one of those movies where you're like, oh, dear God, you're going to question everything about the house that you're buying. But it also... It's one of those movies where you also appreciate how good Shelley Long was. Like, you know, fans of Cheers are going to remember how, how she was as Diane. And, you know, even a movie like Troop Beverly Hills Troop Beverly Hills is a ton of fun. It is exactly what it is, but it's made better because of Shelley Long. Like, and Tom Hanks, like, obviously people will sit there and say, Tom Hanks. And Meg Ryan is almost like the the perfect movie couple. But Tom Hanks and Shelley Long made for a, a good, funny couple in that film.
1: Oh, definitely. They were, you know what? They were so cute. And again, it was, I think Shelley Long has this wonderful way of being the, the, like, the straight-faced comic relief. Mm-hmm. She's so funny but she is just so serious. <laughs> She's seriously funny. Um, <laughs> so, you know, to to see her play off of Tom Hanks, just zaniness, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> his facial expressions, he doesn't even have to say anything
0: and he can have me in stitches. Oh, and that's the thing, like Tom Hanks comedy in the 80s and the early 90s, like he was definitely a lot, noisier if you will as, as a comedic actor than you know obviously his later career came on even even in movies where he is still funny in his later years um not the movie i went with though as a keep In fact, I did not mention The Money Pit in my list of three movies at all. Uh, My Keep movie is one of his, not not heavy dramatic roles, but also not one of his lighter roles. It's the movie Catch Me If You Can, where he starred opposite Leonardo DiCaprio based on a a true story where Leo DiCaprio plays someone who uh, basically became infamous for his check forgeries and Tom Hanks was the, you know, I guess the financial, you know, federal bureau chief that was trying to track him down and arrest him for the mass forgeries that this guy was doing. This is such a fun film, you know, and you know Spielberg did a a great casting job. Like Hanks and DiCaprio together, even though they're apart for most of the movie. Like it's it's a masterclass in acting, and it's 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 one of those films where I think you can't really classify it as drama because you know it's not that heavy you can't really classify it as action cuz it's not like it's you know it's not an explosions film there's not a lot of gu- the, if any gunplay you know it's a it's a cat and mouse game and those films when they're done well and they're casted well really play so good and this is this is a masterclass of how a cat and mouse type of movie should play out we're now going to move on to our watch film and i'm i'm going to take the lead on this one here and i preface this knowing that we have a copy of this film and we have watched it on multiple occasions usually before going on a trip
1: Oh, I thank God that you mentioned <laughs> this movie, and I'll tell you why later.
0: <laughs> I mentioned with the Money Pit that it, whenever you're about to do anything, um, don't watch a Tom Hanks film because things go wrong. because I'm talking about The Terminal, this is a film where Tom Hanks. I can't. I can't remember the name of the country that that he he's from.
1: Kazakhstan.
0: Was it? Kash- I don't know if it was Kazakhstan or not. But regardless is of, it not? no, I, I don't think so. But it was it was a different country. But he arrives at a New York airport, and as he's in the air, there's um, there's a coup happening in the uh, in the country, and his passport because of the coup is he can't go home because those passports are no longer valid so he basically lives in the airport and it's this whole thing like every day he he tries to 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 get home and it doesn't work and he's he can't he can't leave the airport because you know he his visa is revoked because of the passport because the country had a coup and he can't go home because his visa is revoked because he can't, the country's in a coup so he's literally stuck in political limbo in this airport and you know what do you do when all you all you can do is sleep on the chairs you know brush your teeth in the bathroom like and you don't have money or accessibility to money. Like you you're stuck and it it's a it's a fascinating movie.
1: I am so, so happy that you mentioned this movie because I was really torn. This was one that I was I, I would have hated myself if it wasn't mentioned because my watch had to go to are you ready? Mm-hmm. I have to go with his characterization of Woody in Toy Story. Okay. It is so incredibly like like you just hear Woody's voice and you're just you're like, yeah. Oh my god, he was, <laughs> like he was made to be this character or vice versa. Maybe Woody was drawn after Mr. Hanks, I don't know. Well, but
0: it's it's funny because when you look at Woody, you know, you could almost as you're as you're hearing his voice, you could almost envision like a young Tom Hanks playing a Woody character in a live action version of Toy Story.
1: I want to see that happen one day. I right? really do.
0: Um, I mean, everything's a multiverse. So can we can't <laughs> we have a universe where where Woody and Buzz are real, ca- real people?
1: That would be great, right? That would be so great, and you know, have Margot Robbie as as Barbie.
0: <gasps> Can <Right>? we? <gasps> oh, this needs to happen now.
1: Okay, who's gonna play Potato Head?
0: <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Was, was no, no. Was Potato Head? No, Potato Head wasn't Cliff uh, uh, John Ratzenberger. I was about to say no. Cliff Clavin. We've already made our our one uh, our one Cheers reference with uh, with Shelley Long. Uh, that's the thing. Like like. Pixar isn't Pixar if Toy Story isn't as big as it is. Like, that redefined what the kids' movie was. It really did, right? It's Toy Story and everything after. And if memory serves, Toy Story is one of those rare movies that has a 100% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. And I think the sequel does as well. Like,
1: And there's the thing. It's like, you could go with... Toy Story one, two, three, or four. They're all wonderful in their own rights. Um, so really, I mean, I could have picked any one of those four movies. Mm-hmm. Or all four.
0: Why not? And it's 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 a genuine film because we've all we've all been that kid, right? And you know, we there were those toys that we loved more than anything else and then we got them and then every every other toy that we played with before that kind of got put to the wayside I'm I'm sure there were a number of toys on your shelves that are going when am I going to get played with ever again they're
1: still sitting on my shelf (laughs) waiting for their day (laughs) 20 plus years of dust collected but they're there they're waiting oh Wheezy I know (laughs) but
0: there is so much genuine charm in Woody because he, he is he's jealous, he's jealous, and he's afraid of um, being left behind and not being part of of Andy's life. And Yet he's
1: also a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. The other toys look up to him.
0: Yeah, and and when your leader is having an existential crisis, right? What happens next? <laughs> like it is, it it really is the best. Arguably one of the best family films because it's not—it's not just a kids film. I, I think there's a difference between a kids film and a family film, and I think Toy Story is the quintessential family film where adults love it, kids love it. It's smartly written, it's smartly created, and perfectly cast—absolutely perfectly cast. Except now we need Margot Robbie as Barbie. You are right. You're so. <laughs> it has to so happen, right? <laughs> Remember too, though. The, the And I can't remember the actress's name and I, I apologize profusely, but the, the woman who was the voice of Barbie in the Toy Story movies also auditioned for Leah Thompson's role in Howard the Duck. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> there you go. But we got Leah Thompson, so that's all good.
2: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, so now comes the hard part, the pass. What's your pass movie?
1: Who's going first, me? Okay. Um, This was really challenging because there is not a bad Tom Hanks movie. And I don't know if it's because Tom Hanks is such an incredibly talented actor that he could take any script, any role, and make it phenomenal or maybe he just has a really great agent <laughs> who gets him the good roles to begin with um and he's really good at being selective um so i had i knew i had to pick a movie to pass and my pass is not because of tom hanks's um characterization of the character in question but because the movie actually disappointed me. Although I will give it the respect that um, audiences loved it. It was, I think really, um, it was a really well-received movie. And I'm talking about Elvis. And I'm sorry because there is no disrespect to any one of the actors. I mean, the help me out. Austin Butler, Austin Butler, played Elvis brilliantly. He was incredibly, incredibly fantastic in the role. This is not a knock on the acting or the delivery. It was, I think, more in the way it was produced. That it was, there were there were too many montage scenes. There was too much that they tried to do with storytelling and just kind of lumped it where you wanted to see that rise to Elvis's fame. You wanted to see a little bit more of those parts that were all done in montage. And for me, I have been to Graceland. I have toured Elvis's estate. So I am a fan. So to me, it was kind of like missing the point it was missing the best part. And I'm not sure why they did that in, in the presentation of the movie, but I think it was more maybe a directive thing. Again, not a knock on the movie. I know it was hugely well-received, but that's just my pass. Only because for me, it was a disappointment.
0: I mean, I... I appreciate Baz Luhrmann as a director. I appreciate what he's done. I I stand by his version of William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Of course, that starred Leonardo DiCaprio again and uh, and Claire Danes. Um, we're talking about a movie here that was you know Oscar nominated, rightfully so for Austin Butler. Absolutely,
1: right, and he was brilliant.
0: Yeah, but Tom Hanks got a Razzie nomination for worst supporting actor. And I'm not going to lie. The thing that turned me off of this film, it's it's the accent. It's so much.
1: You see, I don't even blame him on that. I think what it was for me, truly, and the reason that I picked this more specifically to, um, because we're talking Tom Hanks, is that, every other movie on that list of 96 plus movies that he has (laughs) been in, he is always so damn likable. Even when he's not supposed to be, I always wind up liking him except for this one role as, as the Colonel. I, he was, he was so good at being so unlikable and that, (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that's, that's normally, that's a, what turned me off a, of the idea. A, that's normally a sign of a very good actor. If they can take a person, if they, if they're a likable person and they could take a character and make you hate them, they've done the job very, very well. And
1: that he did, but I never want to feel like I dislike a Tom Hanks character. And so again, it was, it's a weird, you know, it's a weird place to be. But that was why I chose this. Now, what is your pass? Because it was a tough this, a, a pass on a Tom Hanks movie is a really tough question. So you
2: know,
0: you know what I mean. I looked at Elvis because yes, I I even from the trailer right off the bat, I I could not get over that that inflection, and, and I'm not saying that I know what Colonel Tom Parker uh, actually sounds like, and it's quite possible that. He looked at footage and heard the voice and studied the voice because Tom Hanks is going to do that. He's a very good actor. He's not, you know, I, I, I hate to say this. He's not Gary Sinise who comes in and Gary Sinise is all over the place. He studies when he does, when he you know portrays someone in real life. I mean, we're talking about someone who played Mr. Rogers and did it very well. But there is one movie that stands out as one that I will skip at every time. And if it's on the TV, the, the channel is changing. And that's Cloud Atlas. This film, I I like movies that aren't cookie cutter. I like movies that, you know, will play around with things here and there and they don't have to be a, a linear story. But this movie is confusing as <laughs> Like I, I get Get that they're trying to do this grandiose story where uh, two star-crossed lovers are are you know through different lives and different eras always find themselves together and I I it worked better the thought process anyways as uh, the Black Mirror episode San Junipero this movie it loses itself in the style and at the sacrifice of the substance. It, Tom Hanks is not bad in it, but there's only so much you can save a film if the film itself is a little on the confusing side. There, It's just because there's so much going on. There's so much, and the, the tie-ins aren't always as clear, and I found myself getting lost, and I found myself getting bored with Cloud Atlas, and like I said, it's not tom hanks's fault but if we're looking at the movie as a whole this is a movie that i'm going to pass on So there you have it. We're going to go through our list again here just so you can catch up. But we have just gone through six different movies in this episode. And as you mentioned, there's like, what, over 90 films that he's been involved (laughs) with. So there's always the possibility of a Keep Watch Past starring Tom Hanks, Volume 2, somewhere down the road. And I do hope that you, you know, if you like what we're doing here, um, subscribe to the show on Spotify. You're still going to get free content, but you're going to get these shows. And we would love the support and would love for you to, to join in and let us know what subjects you would like us to cover if there's actors if there's genres if there's directors whatever the case you're going to get regular updates uh right now the game plan is every monday you're going to get an update for keep watch pass that is the game plan as we as we are planning things down the road and we hope you enjoy this episode but before we go carrie what are your keep watch pass movies
1: all right my keep was the money pit I have to rethink. And my watch was Toy Story. Any one of the four, because they're all just so much fun. And my past, sadly, I'm sorry. Uh, I went with Elvis and I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: you don't have to apologize.
1: <laughs> it was a tough call. It was a tough call, but I am really curious what the listeners, what three Tom Hanks movies would they pick? Because... I got to admit, the pass was tough.
0: All right. And I went with Catch Me If You Can as my keep movie, The Terminal as my watch movie, and Cloud Atlas as my pass. And we do. We absolutely want to hear what you think. So wherever you're listening to this episode, let us know. Um, on Spotify, there's there's a question there. We're going to say, what is your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Let us know. Hit us up we want to hear from you uh thank you so much for listening to the premiere episode of keep watch pass and it's not that bad production until next time to our subscribed listeners and right now to everyone who's listening regardless carrie thank you i'm jay this is keep watch pass we'll catch you next time take care